before we proceed with the podcast, I want to make this statement. If you consider yourself to just do your job when you perform, you have failed to give 100%. And in this episode, I'll explain why and reveal the mentality and the mindset that you can develop to become someone that can go over and beyond. Besides that, <laughs> welcome to episode 33 of the Fuel for Football podcast. I'm your host, Sanchez Bailey. It's good to see you guys. Before, or whatever it is, <laughs> I'm not seeing you really, am I? But it's good to be back. Before we go any further, I actually want to speak about last week and talk about, you know, body language and how we could use that to empower us to then, you know, make the best impact that we can in, in when we compete. And so I want to speak about the Arsenal game. So it was Arsenal Slavia Prague and I was watching that game. And, you know, as I said last week, I, you know, I watched the game some a lot of the time with a different and a psychological lens. And so during this game, it was the 76th minute. I wrote it down when it happened. And Slavia Prague, this is before Arsenal made a substitution. This is before Arsenal actually scored. And uh, um, what happened? Gosh, so they had a chance. They had a gaping chance. And so it was almost like, you know, he was almost in front of goal. The ball fell to him in the, one of the players in the box. And then he shot and he went just wide. It was a gaping chance. It should have been on target at the very least. It should have been a goal. You know, 76 minutes. They were piling a bit of pressure. You know, an away goal. Consider that. Consider they are the inferior team. Like, there were so many reasons why that was a big chance. And maybe with the uh, the people that Arsenal were bringing on, Aubameyang, Pepe and I think Elneny, maybe that might have been the only chance that they would have had. And so, I'm saying that to say that this could explain why maybe a player could have dropped to the floor people would have you know hand in head moments like you know the players could have really had dramatic responses to not scoring that goal however I was quite surprised at what I saw so seeing this live like I saw a number of players run back you know the, the person who striked and, and missed the opportunity yes he kind of had his hand in his head but not for long he had his hand in his head for a moment and then before you knew it, it was almost like a drill where the players ran back to their positions. And I was in my head, I was thinking, they're going to score. <laughs> you know, um, I think there was an Arsenal player at the time who fell on the floor as well. I think maybe the one who, I think it had a deflection or there was a mistake that led to this opportunity. And that Arsenal player fell to the floor and I was, and I was wondering, hopefully they were injured or something happened to make them stay on the floor. And I was just really hoping that that wasn't them thinking... You got away with one here, you know. So those two contrasts of body languages literally made me think, damn, they're gonna score because of their their urgency to you know repeat that moment again, so to speak, you know. And then Arsenal did score after that, and that's even more of a reason for them to feel dejected after they just missed that chance. And you didn't see that in their body language. They literally got back to the starting lineup. Their coach was very vocal. Um, I don't know what he was saying, but, you know, they were very vocal. Um, the the fans, all the fans, the teammates were very um, encouraging on the bench as well. So there is a positive environment with that team. You know, obviously, I know there's some off-the-field political um, trouble that we've, we've heard about, but it did make me think that they were going to actually score. And, and you know, they did in the end. And that just highlights the importance of body language and how that can help your teammates, um, maybe even help the player who actually missed that opportunity, the, 
the fact that the teammates were running back. It was like, no, nah, we're going to get another chance. And they got another chance. I wonder if it was the same player that scored. I'm not too sure. But make that be something that you should definitely be conscious about, especially when you are in competition or when you're about to return to competition, that your body language can really have so much of an impact beyond the impact to just yourself. You know, So you can really have a widespread impact from that. So speaking about the topic today, so I want to get straight into that and I want to speak about the mindset of gambling, right? And so this, I wouldn't call it a series, but you know, last week it was crunch time and it was talking about ending the season well. This is a topic that I feel, feel can really add value to people who are ending the season at the moment, taking gambles, taking risks, you know, going over and, um, and beyond in your performances to get the desired result. That's something that's going to be crucial during this stage of the season where every little counts. You know, you putting that extra bit in may be all that it needs or all the game needs for a change or a result to go in your favour. Sometimes it doesn't go in your favour at that particular point. Maybe there could be an incident that you display um, an overzealous moment or uh, you might put a little bit of working, which may galvanise a team for maybe the next fixture. So sometimes it doesn't always happen at the time that you display it. It is small little investments that can germinate and, and then blossom um, at the time when possibly you need it to. And so I'm going to provide a few examples and I've got a few videos here that I'm going to talk about. Um, and then I'm going to generalize this to different positions. So it's very attacking in terms of the perspective that I'm looking at is what I've noticed within the last what 48 hours. But also there's there's ways that different positions can and more defensive positions can apply this mentality in terms of you gambling going over and beyond and the fact that you do this is a mentality of you putting in a hundred percent how can i link the two so how is gambling a form of you uh performing um a hundred percent so for you to gamble you're actually doing more than what you should be doing when you do when you gamble you're putting yourself out of your normal form of acting and normal form of behavior. So you actually go in that extra mile. You're also making a prediction that potentially could go your way, but it potentially might not go your way. Yeah. And in the context of competition, by you gambling, it's you creating an opportunity to gain an advantage over your opponent. You know, so let's just use an attacking um, example. So when we talk about gambling, maybe there might be a cross that's coming, uh, you know, between the defender and the goalkeeper. And all that's needed is the gamble of you to slide maybe and just predict that the ball will go there and then you get onto the end of it and potentially get the, get the goal. So the fact that you are gambling, you are predicting that the defender is not actually going to get that ball, one. You're predicting that your teammate's going to deliver that ball, two. And you're predicting that you'll be able to get on the end of it, right? And then you get that advantage over your opponent. You know, by you not gambling, you are actually putting in trust in the opposition. You're putting trust in the opposition that they're going to do their job. So you want to take that opportunity, especially during a crunch time period now, end of the season, playoff season, where players are, might not actually be on top of their game. There might be a lapse in concentration. There might be a, a few things that might not actually go their way. And what you're doing is creating a mindset for you to actually take advantage of that. 
it's that element of uh, doggedness it's that element of competition and this is something that i really want to kind of bring home to you today and hopefully every position can um relate to this and apply some context your context a realistic context to you and um develop a methodology that can make you gamble all right so i've got some footage up here i'm going to play it and narrate as you know as i'm looking at it right now and you will see this as well once editing's done and so this is tottenham versus man united you know that was a really good game really high quality game in terms of you know quality of passing and whatnot and there's a goal from fred where he is risking it so i've actually got some footage here where he actually initiates the phase of play now um so he makes that pass um and he as you will see, he's probably, what, 35 yards away from, from the goal, near the referee, who's meant to be kept away from, you know, the, um, you know the, the actual interchanges of the game. So anyway, so he makes an initial pass. He receives it back um, and he heads, heads it over to uh, Rashford. He's doing a give and go, which is pretty cool, nice. Um, and he makes a final pass to Cavani. And so... In a mindset of you just trying to do your job, your job's done. You initiated play, you got the ball to the striker, the striker is on goal. Your job is already done. However, when you have that mindset of you taking a gamble and you going over and beyond, and in this concept, um, context, Man United is losing. So he had that mentality to go over and beyond and potentially gain an advantage over his opponents. Now, if we look at this particular moment of play, he's actually got how many people around him? Five, five Tottenham players around him. You know, he is still taking a gamble from actually this moment here when he passed it to Cavani to not only just, you know, um, get himself into the box, but to give him the best opportunity for him to make an impact potentially. So, yes, in some ways, you are banking that the defenders are not going to be on job and not going to be following up. Two, you're kind of not banking that Cavani would finish it, although he's a world-class striker and he would probably finish it in the position. I paused it here, like you bet a lot of money that he would score this. But at the same time, you're going over and beyond. There is a chance that Cavani could score this and, and Fred's effort to go over and beyond is, you know, um, is void. However, you going over and beyond what your job is, you actually going over and beyond you know, um, your contributions and making a prediction and a gamble can potentially place you in a position for success. So I'll play the rest now. So Cavani shoots, you know, keeper parries it, Fred picks it up, you know. And that's a great goal because, you know, Fred was someone who initiated the play and you can decide it yourself when you're watching this. How many times could he have... Could he have stopped and accepted that he actually made a good contribution in the game? Nice little one-two with Bruno. One, one little give and go with um, with Rashford. He passed that on to Cavani. And Cavani could have bent that in the top right corner, right foot, right? That's Fred's job done. But he wasn't accepting that. Four players are still around Fred and he still kept going. Keeping himself away. You know, taking advantage of the fact that maybe Dyer or... Um, I don't know who the other player is. Hoiberg maybe was not marking him still and following his run and actually drifting himself away from those players. That is the mindset of gambling. I've got another video here that I'm going to play. We have here... 
I know I make this an Arsenal podcast a lot, but you've got Arsenal Sheffield United. So there's a great little phase of play here from Arsenal. Good football yesterday, by the way. And so Martin Lenny's on the corner here. Um, but let me take this even further back. So, you know, a lot of the time, let's just say even with Arsenal now, they're criticised for not getting so many men in the box. But at this particular moment here, we have players that, you know, let's just say Sabayos is giving us a nice backflip here, back flick. Um, you've got Pepe, who's a winger, you know, um, they've all contributed to this little movement here. And, you know, they could easily have accepted that their job was done, initiating a counter-attack. Martinelli's through and go. Um, uh, Lacazette slowly getting in to a, a position where he can get into the box. Got himself into the box, actually. Um, and I've just paused it here now where, you know, they could have not actually potentially gambled. You know, and got themselves in a box. There's four men in the box here. Martinelli actually does not bring the ball in a cross go so that they have a chance to maybe get in, um, get in the chance of actually scoring or making an impact. But these guys put themselves in themselves in the positions to actually make an impact when needed. So this is an example of when gambling does not go your way. Um, Martinelli could have shot, which he did actually. He shot near post, but he could have shot um, far post. Cross goal, and you never know. Keeper might have parried it. One of those players may have got onto the end of it. Maybe a Sheffield United defender would have. But credit to these players to develop the mindset that they didn't just only do their job. Um, Tobias, his job would be to maybe provide and help uh, initiate the counter attack. Maybe Pepe's um, uh, job might have been to do something else, as well as Saka's. They actually went above their role in order to create the best opportunity for them to make an impact at this particular time. It didn't happen, unfortunately. So I actually wanted to use that video as an example to show that gambling sometimes does not actually go your way. It can and it, and it might not. But it's the mentality of you trying to get a mental advantage over your opponent. And I've got a final video here that I want to share with you, which is actually Martinelli in the end here. So it's kind of the same situation in some ways. Um, on the opposite wing so you've got Pepe now who actually makes a shot and you know if you've seen Pepe's goal throughout the season I've just paused it here this looks like a potential opportunity for him to actually score like bend into the corner you know um, you can see Lacazette here now he he might actually trust that uh, Pepe scores this here and Lacazette's flat-footed I'm not complaining or making a fault of this but he actually does not seem like he's going to gamble. He's probably trusting, not taking a gamble. You know. However, if I take this back a little bit, Martinelli is in his stride. He's still in his stride. Right? Not once did he actually slow down, whereas Lacazette may have. So Lacazette still actually got himself an opportunity to try and make something happen. But maybe being flat-footed a moment ago maybe delayed him there. But Martinelli was always on the move. And maybe he thought he was going to get the ball. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he thought Pepe might have shot. But he still kept himself and went over and beyond what his job would have been at that time to, to put himself in the best position to actually make that happen. And so that's that. hopefully that drives the point um, home in terms of what I've explained and showed you in the video analysis and yes this is a physical execution however it's a mental procedure and it's you developing that mindset of not just doing what you should be doing is going over and beyond 
So how can you apply this in different positions? And I'm giving you examples now. One thing I really want to make clear is that when we look at some of these things and concepts and, and messages, as well as lessons in a podcast, for you to not just go into a match on a, on a Tuesday and Saturday or Sunday and perform that straight away. No, it's something we have to exercise the, the, the mental skill. And so, you know, I'm actually recording this today on a Monday. And the fact that gyms are open now, use this as a, you know, as a metaphor where you need to exercise this. And I say this every lesson or every podcast to practice this in training, practice it when you're at home, practice it when you're driving. These are things that you want to start um, producing and exercising and developing this, you know, um, I'll give you a mild example, even just on the physical aspect. I can now do 100 pull-ups, right? Not in a row, but I can do 100 pull-ups. And I there was a time when I couldn't do 10, you know? And I just literally had to do five, get five out of the way, practice that, get used to that for a few days, maybe a week or so, gradually build up to 10, 15, 20, and build myself up. And what I'm trying to say is you have to start developing this. You can't just do this. I can't just go into the pull-up bar with no experience and try and do 100. You have to slowly get used to it. So practice these things. Don't just go into competition and expect you to, to be a mental wizard, right? And so uh, there was something I was going to say before and I've just completely forgot now. So that's the example. Let's just go straight to the positions. Um, so yes, what I wanted to say was I'm going to say examples, but they might not pertain to you. They might not be something that might be realistic to you. But I'm giving you examples and then you can take what I'm giving you and relate it to yourself. It's just me being a bit generic. So as a goalkeeper, how can you gamble and have that mentality of going beyond and doing a little bit more than what your job actually lists you to do? So let's just say um, as a goalkeeper, you are supposed to research penalty kick takers of the opposition that you're about to face. That is your job. Your job is to have an idea of who might take the penalties and have an idea of where they might go. Cool, that's your job. You going over and beyond would be to understand who that penalty taker is. So if they are a clever um, penalty taker, if they are a, you know, dearer, would they go against the grain? Try and understand that player. Would Are they quite a show-off kind of striker? And by you having that added context, that might actually help you to think, okay, they usually go bottom right, but on a game like this, maybe the context of the match, whatever the situation may be, they might actually try and chip it. They might actually try and go down the middle. They might actually try and go the opposite way because they know that I'm the goalkeeper that would research. So taking that gamble might actually work in your favour where you might actually have to have a moment, you know, usually penalty take a while to actually initiate, to have that thought process, identify where you're going to go and maybe take that gamble. Okay, sometimes you're rewarded with that, sometimes you're not. Let's just say, I don't know who's recently taken a penalty, but Harry Kane, for example, he usually favours the bottom left but there's times when he's going to just go top right, bottom right. That's when the gamble could be in, in effect and very useful for you. So as a defender, how could you have, uh, how could you gamble as a defender? As a defender, we know that the strikers sometimes can, uh, if they get an early leap or if they're up in the air before you, they might actually get that advantage and it's hard for you to actually combat that. So maybe as a defender, it could be your job, obviously, to be an aerial threat, but maybe to have a little quick, um, gosh, I, I didn't know the word, but you for you to have that initial um, 
prediction that's not <laughs> the word that I was looking for but for you to predict earlier that that um that that ball might be going in the air and the defend the attacker might be headering it to you to initiate that and have that initiative is probably the word to maybe make an early leap for you to get that advantage over the um, attacking player so maybe take that as an example or maybe try and relate that to something that would be realistic to you as a midfielder you actually making some runs maybe would be you going beyond your role so your job is to obviously control the midfield to be a bit of an engine up and down maybe um, initiate attacks close down a, um, the opposition attacks but for you to to take advantage of some space whether it's going to be with some of your passes maybe it could be you actually making movement or going and finding gaps um, could be an example of you going a little bit beyond your job in terms of your movement another example could be for you to actually I'm going to say that for a moment for attackers I've given you videos of examples of how you could um, actually be gambling and maybe a mentality could be scraps I'm here to get scraps you know um, not everybody not every defender is the cleanest so there's going to be scraps that you could take advantage of you know so I, I said that term as a, an analogy but hopefully you're able to see how everybody can actually form that mentality and actually execute uh, a behavior of gambling because you can gain an advantage over your opponent and during this time of the season the close end when you're trying to maybe head towards championships when you're trying to maybe save yourself from relegation trying to head towards playoffs gambling is going to be so important and that is an example of you going and heading towards that 100 percent commitment and and uh, performance in your game which is basically what a manager says in most team talks just give it your all right at the very minimum at one point they would say give it your all but if you just do your job you're not giving 100 percent. you're giving the actual standard that you should be giving right which is satisfactory we want to go over and beyond because not every player on that pitch goes over and beyond so having that extra bit more not necessarily running for the sake of it, but you doing things that will allow you to get the mental or the physical um, advantage over your your opponent. But things that will allow you to get the competitive advantage over your opponent. And overall, you know, if those things didn't relate to you at all, for every single player out there, maybe less for the goalkeeper, you heading for the second balls is you going over and beyond. You know, obviously the ball goes in the air, you try and get that. That's that's your job. You already tried to, to make sure that you actually got that ball. Um, but if it doesn't work in your favour, go in extra and beyond. There's a second ball. Go and get that again. Maybe a third ball. That's going over and beyond because second balls are often coachable um, traits. Third ball. How can we get that again? Let's not trust their touch. You allowing them to maybe have that second ball and maybe to initiate their movement afterwards is you trusting that their touch is going to be at the level for them to execute that. At. No, don't trust their touch. Don't trust them to, to be able to play under pressure. So hopefully that mindset can, to, can add to that competitive edge that you already have and stir you to a point where you can actually get a mental um, and a uh, competitive advantage over your opponent. That is the episode for today. Hope that adds value. Um, let me know if you like the video inclusions. And moving on to next week. 
Enjoy the week of football. It's going to be good. Second leg, Champions League, Europa League stuff. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to have my notepad, which is not anywhere near with me right now. But I always got my notepads when I watch the games. And yes, hopefully I'll see some stuff that will inspire the topic for next week. All right. Take care, guys. All the best.